Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Okay, Teresa, we had the Democratic National Convention. Um, I don't even have to ask. I know you watched a um, bit of a change because of COVID, but, um, you know, but, but, you know, like they say, with everything, even in COVID, the challenges and the bad stuff, there are some opportunities and changes that we're forced to make. I sort of liked it. Did you really? Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't, but <laughs> I, I mean, you know, they didn't like the format, but I I enjoyed it. I think um, it allowed me to focus a little bit more without all of this. I'm easily distracted, and uh, so I see a lot of activity. I'm like, what, what, what's going on there? What's going on? Oh, I want to hear that one. I'm, but you didn't get that opportunity, and so I actually um, thought I got quite a lot out of it. So. That that is an interesting take on it because that's the very reason I did not like it. Really? That's what people are saying. I felt like with Kamala Harris's speech and her acceptance, I wanted to hear lots of cheers and fanfare and just support yeah. all of that. Isn't that amazing. I, and I didn't, I don't need any of that. I'm, yeah. I'm like, just give me the facts. Just tell yeah. me what I need. But I'm like that in meetings. I get, I have a hard time with all of the ancillary stuff going on. It's like, okay, what do I need to know? What do I, what do I, what am I expected to do? And um, so, yeah, you and I talked about, we were going to talk about um, some of the highlights. Yeah the convention. You, of course, being the fair person that you are, you said, let's talk about the Republican National Convention as well. And I was honest to say, you know, I don't want to go there. I didn't watch any of it. You know, <laughs> I really didn't. I, I saw some highlights on the news, but um, so we will stick with the highlights from the Democratic National Convention. And so what, what was your first highlight? Well, the biggest highlight for me was First Lady Michelle Obama. She was so powerful, so poised, so deliberate in her message. It was so, in my opinion, very effective. It went along with that whole thing about when they go high, when they go low, we go high. I think she kept with that kind of a theme because she actually, in such eloquent words, just really made the point that if we don't make a change, it certainly can get worse. I mean, she said it in one of her statements. She said, if you don't think, I don't, I'm quoting, semi-quoting, <laughs> but something like, if you don't think it can get worse, it certainly can and it will if we don't make a change. Something to that effect. And I was like, whoa, yeah. that was it for me. 
Yeah, and you know, you know how I am. I have to write my stuff down. I'm not as poised as you off the cuff. <laughs> so I said about the former first lady that her expression was stern and it was earnest when she uttered these words. And these are the words you're talking about. If you think things can't possibly get worse, trust me, they can. And they will if we don't make a change in this election. Now, what I loved about this is that the former first lady, she's so incredibly smart. Everybody says that, and we know it's true. She's the first African-American first lady, and after all that she has accomplished, and with the way she and President Barack Obama represented, not just us as African-Americans, but they represented all Americans so well. So she did that. She did. So she could have just taken a bow and let the chips fall where they may. But like most of us, like most African-Americans, African-Americans, she knows that she doesn't have the luxury other former first ladies have. She doesn't have that kind of luxury. She doesn't get to take a break. She doesn't just get to say, okay, did that, done that, represented you well, did my job, you take it. She can't just go off into the sunset like other first ladies. Think about that and just yeah. for her life. What are we hearing from the other first ladies? She, but she has to use her platform. Even now, she has to keep fighting for the rest of us. She made it abundantly clear that none of us have the luxury of taking a bow or resting on anything that we've accomplished to date. We don't get to ride off into the sunset and say, I got mine, you get yours. We don't get to have carefree days. This is a fight. This election is for all of us. It's for all Americans. And it's particularly for people of color and we have to vote. And she did an amazing job. For me, it could have ended right there. Oh, right, drop the mic, yeah. I, the whole thing could have ended. I didn't need, I didn't need to hear any, well, I wanted to hear from Kamala, yeah. but I, I didn't have to hear anything else that did it for me. Yeah. But that <clears throat> was, and it's funny that you and I picked that statement, right? Yeah. From that speech, you know, but that was really good and it was really nice, yeah. really well, nice. Well done. So what was your next highlight? My next highlight, believe it or not, was Jill Biden. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I heard so, a snippet of hers. I didn't hear the full speech. So tell me about it. Well, so I think her role and a, the goal of her speech was to kind of humanize her husband right to make make him even though we didn't need that and 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 that's been a whole theme of of this i just realized even looking at this is that that's what they do they try to make the the candidates try to make themselves and people who support them try to make them seem like they're just like us well when in fact yes we understand that they're human but that's not really what i want to hear yeah but he did do a good job because I, I, we know they're human. We don't need to hear that they've had loss. If they live, they're going to lose. Mm. You know, if they live, they're going to have pain. You right. know, have celebrations. Yeah, Teresa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I don't have to hear that. 
but she did a good job in telling the story of them okay. and how at and how she, how they fell in love and what what kind of guy he is outside of you know the cameras and the politics and all and all of that. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed her. Well, I heard she did a very nice job. Yeah. Well, uh, my next highlight is a little hokey, but. It was a highlight for me. You know how you said when we did the music episode that your family picks at you because you know all the Disney songs and every song to the movies and you still do? Well, I've got a um, confession to make. Okay, with the pandemic, we know things were different at the convention. And the, I think you call them the delegates. They weren't, they didn't get to, you know, be in the room and go through all of that, the formal procedure that they usually do. But when I tell you my favorite part was just the roll call. And I'm going to tell you why. You know, I I grew up in a small town uh, in the South. I sang on the school choir. And as you can imagine, during that time, many of the songs uh, for the grand finale during our concerts would be patriotic songs. Songs like God Bless America. To this day, I tell you no lie, something rises up within me when I hear the song, You're a Grand Old Flag. And I don't want anybody writing in telling me how racist it is. You, you ain't got to wait. You ain't got to wait on it. Right. I'm going to do it. Girl, you got to be kidding me. I, I'm telling you, I love songs like that. So when they did the roll call and all the different delegates cast their vote, I was so moved. It was a beautiful thing for me to watch because it sort of reminded me of the Olympics when all the different countries parade in in their different outfits and they're representing their country. That's what I felt like. The participants were diverse. Their presentations highlighted their uniqueness and the uniqueness of the state and the needs of that particular state. And it also reminded me of what makes us great. I was all into it. I almost stood up and burst in the song. I'm telling you, I'm just that kind of gal. I'm all into all of those type of songs. So um, I loved it. Loved it. I did. So Okay. Wow. I did not watch that. That's where I will end. On that one. You know, I know people are going to be, oh, I can't believe that. Whatever. Love <laughs> You're a grand old flag. You're a high flying flag. What in the world? What's not to love about that? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. My, my next highlight isn't about a person. It's just about the overall theme of it. It was about unity. And I liked that, sure, there were comments about why we can't, ha- we shouldn't we need to vote and and we need to remove um, Donald Trump from office. But the overall theme I I liked was, was the unity of it. And it didn't matter what party they were reaching out to everyone. They had people from all backgrounds telling their stories and sharing, you know, just for instance, the girl who nominated Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, I, I, I liked that. And that's a bit hokey, too. And I know a lot of it is for show. Um, but, you know, I want everyone to I want I, I wanted every I, I'm glad they took the high road. Yeah. 
and 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 and, and ov the overall because you know we said we weren't going to do a comparison and I did not watch the Republican. Um, I attempted to watch some yeah, of it, um, but it was all about hate. It was all about scare. Everything that I heard, uh, they were trying to scare people to vote. And stirring up the divisiveness. That's it, stirring up the divisiveness. And I didn't get that from the, from the Democrats. But I certainly hope that people, I, I found myself thinking, who are these conventions for? You know, who are they for? What, what, what are they trying to sway uh, votes? Yeah. Are they just the fanfare for the candidates? Just to kick off the yeah. uh, season? What what are the, what are they for? And I wonder if they feel that they accomplished whatever their goal was for for the event. Well, I know having worked in government, much of that is a requirement for official nominations, but it's morphed into something else. And I get your point because there's a lot of fanfare, and it's it's like I think candidates see that as their big opportunity to present themselves to the nation, to voters. So yeah, it's, it, um, and it changes. Um, I think based on the tenor of what we're facing in terms of mm -hmm. the election. So yeah, but when you talked about, um, you know, the Biden speech and Jill Biden, uh, the nomination, you know, Jill Biden speaking about him and trying to introduce him as just a regular guy. I love Biden's speech. I have to tell you, I was on pins and needles because I just wanted it to go well. Um, but I thought he was sincere and he displayed his willingness to work across party lines. I love the line where he said, you know, I may be a Democrat, but when I'm elected president, I am your president and I'm yeah. going to work for everybody. And I just kept reflecting when I heard uh, former President Barack Obama and former First Lady speak, and they've always talked about how he supported them. He, and, and President Barack Obama referred to him as a brother. And Teresa, you've been in management. How many times have we been in positions where we've been the authority or the supervisor and had white subordinates who tried to undermine you, who didn't like your position, who felt like they could do it better and were always trying to undercut you. That's reality. But the fact that he didn't do that, he recognized that history was being made by President Obama and he did what was within his power to support him, not only publicly, but they said privately, and I have a lot of respect for that type of humility, and I believe he will bring that to the presidency. So I, I was just moved by his speech and just moved by the type of person that I believe he is as he, as he gets ready to take this next, next step. So I was excited by that. Well, I've heard him speak a few times, and I must admit, that this speech is by far the best I've ever heard of him. Yeah, I also heard that, um, well, actually, I didn't hear. I read that um, much of his speech he wrote himself. Wow. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. So that 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 is really good in telling as well. And yeah. I with I I agree with everything that you said about it. I I, I felt the same way. I. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was on pins and needles because we know that yeah. he can mess it up. 
Yeah, that's it, reality. Yeah. It is reality. He did a great, he did a great job. I heard the pundits after speaking about his speech, and they agreed, you know, he he delivered a, a powerful, great speech. One of the Republican speakers, I think it was Christy, um, said afterwards was, Yep, he did a great job. I must admit, you know, he did a great job. But guess what? We're just now starting to hear from him. He will mess up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, um, for that night, it was, um, it was wonderful and a masterful speech. So, um, now do you have another highlight? The only thing that really kind of gut punched me that night was the young girl who lost her father to COVID. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was awful. And she, you know, she spoke about the fact that her father was a Trump supporter and he paid for that with his life because he didn't listen. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 But overall, you know, I I didn't like it because of the format. I I wanted to see the fanfare that you didn't want to. (laughs) <laughs> and, that I didn't miss, and that I did not miss. I, I have to tell you, I, I did. I did miss that. I was. I was like, what in the world? When they had those popping things in that library, I was like, is that the best y'all could have done? No, this history in the making of black female. I was fine. Presidential candidate. But I have to tell you, I, I have one more highlight, and. Okay. That- highlight was about the host they all did an amazing job to me but I I um I like Julia Louis Dreyfus I I enjoy her comedy and and how she is the way she's just so quick I I love like I said the female hosts and to me they displayed their power but when she said that Trump was going to call her uh washed up in a tweet the next day after she hosted because she knows him she sort of outmaneuvered him, and to me, she took that, she took the sting out of um, his tweet that was sure to come because that's what he did. And so, to me, I also like the fact that all the women they periodically some of the women anyway would refer to themselves as nasty because that's what Trump has called you know different women. Uh, he uses that term to taunt women, and really, that was really one of my favorite parts. Trump, he, he and other men, they often try to take away our power, the power of women. The way they try to do that and uh, is to get women to and to get women to allow their, their mistreatment of us, our abuse, is to refer to us as nasty. And because society has made that label unacceptable to us, we don't want to be called nasty. We do whatever we have to do to try to shed that label as quickly as we can that label being called nasty as women it makes us uneasy and um and like i said we try to do whatever we have to do to get away from that but julia that night she took this thing away and a lot of other women that night did it too because they referred to themselves as nasty that's why i really love those videos on tiktok you know the ones where the middle-aged women talk about their kids having different fathers and they say once upon a time i was a hoe <laughs> have you seen that I, not. I love it i love it they're on there and they're talking about their kids 
have a different fathers. And they said, once upon a time, I was a hoe. I love that. You don't cower away from your life choices, especially decisions made when maybe you were younger and lacking in sufficient maturity to maybe make better ones. And I'm most certain that the Lou I am now is not the Lou I was when I was 20 years old. Because if I was, if I'm still the same Lou, that's showing I haven't grown, that I'm still in the same place. And that's never a good sign. So I like it when women own their power, not cowering when what you say about me is not who I am. And I absolutely love that. I saw it throughout that convention. Um, so I, I enjoyed it and um, I applaud them for not allowing men to define us because of our life choices. So that was great stuff to me. That was a great speech that you just did. <laughs> Bravo, sister. I 100%, I could not have articulated it the way you did, but you are absolutely correct. You have not seen those, you haven't seen those TikTok. I know you're not on it. I am telling you that when I finally got it, that, I mean, to me, it's like, really? And you want to somehow say my child is less than, my family is less than because they have different fathers. You will not, you will not disparage my family. That's right what it is. And so I, I love it. I love it. And I thought that was the sort of spirit that I saw in the host and throughout that conference. I loved it. So I think I love it. I love it. And I, Carrie Washington was really good. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I really, like her. I, I really, I don't, I don't know that I felt the same way about Julia because I felt like I, I really didn't want to see humor. Wait. I, 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 I get what you're saying and I, and I, and I, I, I get what you're saying, but for me, not having the, doing those one liners and those punchlines and not having a response. Yeah. 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 Kind of not good for me. Yeah. And I get it. And some, a lot of the pundits I think agree with you, but like I said, I don't really need all that. If you tell me something, I'm just, a, I'm just, you know, a dry kind of person, like I'm assessing it and saying, okay, yeah, that was funny. Or I get that. But uh, I agree, Carrie Washington, they were, they were all amazing to me. They did a great job. But when she just went at him like that, some people didn't like it. I like the fact that she did. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. we, um, that's, um, that's our wrap up from the convention. Please remember to vote. To vote. Throughout the conference, the convention, they were uh, giving out this number to text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anyone listening needs help or information about voting, text VOTE to 30330. Please, folks, let's vote. All right, that's it for us today, because you know, here at Earrings Off, when we know better, we do better. And we do better by voting. Take good care.